special day because, um, like I was saying them on the mainland, after about three celebrations of mothers, rightfully so, the United Kingdom recognizes that women are special as mothers. They gave us one day. The Arab nation recognizes it. They gave us another one. The U.S. to say mothers are special. They gave us another one. And we kind of feel like, since you guys are part of it, we might as well give you one day. So today is Father's Day. <laughs> and our fathers, the fathers in the house, we want to bless you this morning. Especially because we know that it's not easy to be a father. Let's say easy for good one. We know fit, so we still need you guys. So this morning, we just want to bless you this morning. I don't know if they were, I believe they were celebrated in first service. But here, I just want us to pray for the fathers in the house. Because being a father in this day and age is a major thing. So if there are fathers in the house, could you just rise to your feet? Let's pray for you this morning. Just want to crave your indulgence. And if you, if you are a father, but your babies have not yet materialized, you know in your spirit, man, that you are a father. Please rise to your feet. Let's pray for them this morning. Sit down at the club. Let's say easy for the father. <laughs> Projector, I'm sure you have my scriptures this morning. Give me Genesis 18:19, That says, for I know him, Abraham, he will command his children. Give me that scripture. Choose somebody have them my scriptures this morning so that we'll be fast. We should not vex. I fought two services on the, uh, on the mainland. So I'm going to be a bit chill on this one. I will not fight here in Jesus' name. Genesis 18, 19 says, <laughs> For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. So you have a strong responsibility to raise the next generation. And so this morning, I just want us to stretch our hands towards you and pray for you this morning. Listen, I know that in these times, being a man, being a father is hard because if, before you even go out and come in from doing work, which time do you have to be with the children? But we know that God will give you the wisdom, the wisdom to train your children. So I'm going to pray for you this morning. I want everyone sitting to just stretch their hands towards every father standing in this place this morning and begin to pray for wisdom, begin to pray for grace. Pray that there will be men after God's heart, men that will follow and do God's will, everything that God has commanded them. And not only that, but every need that they have, every need, they will be blessed in every currency so that the good that is in their heart to do for their families they will find it easy to do it that they will have self-control so that they may leave a legacy for their children please pray please pray a lot rests on the fathers these days we pray for wisdom for you we pray for strength and courage to stand for what is right even in this generation we pray for wisdom you will know what to do you will know how to answer your children 
when they come with the tough questions you will know how to answer them you will be a good balance between love and discipline you will be a father that sees you will be a father that hears you will be a father that takes responsibility in the name of Jesus Father we thank you for every man represented here as a father I pray that your hand will remain mighty upon them in the name of Jesus they will know how to command their children in the way of the Lord that they will do righteously I pray that they will have understanding on how to train their children so that they will not depart from the way they will train them in the name of Jesus I pray that they will be men after your heart so that you can show them your will concerning these children I pray Lord that every bill they have will be paid every need they have will be met and that the good in their hearts their desires you will put a off in their hands to achieve it in the name of Jesus. I pray that they will enter a season of rest from all of the hustle and all the toil. For your word says that you give even to the one you love while they are sleeping. Lord, let this be a season of testimonies for them in the name of Jesus. And we pray that when they stand before you at the end of time, that you will say to them, well done, well done, well done, in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Please help me celebrate them as they take their seats. Praise God. Um, honestly, I don't take it for granted that there are fathers in the house this morning because there was a generation where it was only women that were in church. You would look to your right, women, left, women, behind you, women. The only person that was a man was the pastor and the choir master. And maybe because it was his job, maybe it would have been somewhere else. But these days, we see men who are not ashamed to say they are Christians, who are not ashamed to bring their children to church. And that's worth celebrating. Please celebrate them. Praise God. So this morning, I bring you a word, both from me, from God, and from all the women in the world. <laughs> um, as, as, I, as I was going up to minister this morning on the mainland, I had a message um, on how to pray correctly. You know, it was a very, I prepared, I was ready, you know, I had more of my scriptures and everything. And then this morning as I got to church, or rather on my way to church, God changed my message. And he said he wanted me to talk to the men, to the fathers. And so this morning I come with a word and I'm going to try to give it as respectfully as I can because I recognize that you are people's husbands. Uh, so that when I finish preaching, you tell me, I get your car for us. So, <laughs> I'm going to try to say everything as respectfully, but please take the what's most important in the message. And this morning, my message is titled, Men Ought Always to Pray. Just because in line with what Pastor K has been teaching for the month is prayer. Um, and Jesus started in Luke 18, verse 1. He said, men ought always to pray and not to faint. And I was thinking about that scripture this morning, that God expects men to pray. And yet, when you call prayer meetings, women fill the room. And I thought to myself, if God is saying men should pray and not faint, then that means that men are doing the actual opposite of what God said they should be doing. And I'll tell you why praying as a man or as a father is so important. 
I'll tell you in a bit. But quickly help me jump to, jump to Proverbs 24, verse 10. I'll read this in a few versions. I'll read few. Let's start with King James. King James says, If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. And when I saw this scripture, I was thinking to myself, if you don't faint in the day of adversity, in the day of enjoyment, you'll faint. But God expects that even under pressure, you should still be able to stand. Give me the Passion Translation. It says, if you faint when under pressure, you have need of courage. Now, give me Message Translation. That's the one that explains it best. It says, if you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. So why a lot of men get to the point where they say, you know what, I can't take this anymore, and they pack their bags and leave, is because there was not much to them in the first place. I was looking at somebody's status as I was coming, and not even someone, a couple of people, and most of them were saying, happy Father's Day, thank you for staying. They don't tell us happy Mother's Day, thank you for staying. No. I said, so before, you'll give me belly can go. No, let me get it begin. But that is the, the message we are sending out to men. Thank you. You know why they're thanking those that stayed? Because many leave. We have so many absent fathers. So many. And God never created marriage so that one person or parents, so that one person will carry it. I say it all the time. Marriage is too heavy for one person to carry. Too heavy. So God expected that by putting a man and a woman together, the next generation will see a picture of what God is really like. Because we have the father side of God and we have the mother side of God. The mother side of God is the multi-breasted one. The one that we keep taking from, taking from, and is never depleted. He, the mother side of God is the one that has the sure mercies. The sure mercies of the... So that's before you even offend me. They sure say, I don't forgive you. That's the sure mercies. There's... Everybody knows now, if you have children, don't throw children away now. What will you do to your mother? That she will say, in fact, I'm not your mother again. It's your father that can tell you you're a bastard. Me when I ain't born you. <laughs> your mother, mo- most mothers, most dads, normal one, no dads. Normal. <laughs> because these days, the things that I don't know, but normal mother never throws her child away. So it's men that can do that and say, I'm going, but a man, what a man is supposed to give to a child is nature, identity. A mother will bring nurture. But nurture without nature, the child will be destroyed. So we're having absentee fathers. But the Bible makes it very clear. This scripture I read, he was testifying about Abraham. Not Sarah. Abraham. He said, I know him. This is God's testimony. God said, I know him. He will command his children. Not that he will suggest to them that maybe peradventure, if they would like, if they're just in the mood or they're feeling like maybe they can serve God. No. He will tell them, as I'm looking, before I open this eye and close it, you have dressed and you are in the car, we are in church. Is your father that we are in the presence of God, we are praying and you are falling asleep, your father that will give you a bar from behind like this. Is the one he loves, he chastises. That's the side. There's a side to God like that that brings justice, that brings judgment, that is firm on righteousness, that this is the way to do things. That's the father's side. But what we have now, unfortunately, is a lot of absent fathers. So now most children, all they get is nurture, no identity, no strength of character. Because every time you go to your mommy, she's going to say yes. Every time, say yes. And 
especially because she wants to make it up to you for your daddy not being around. And so we have children who are damaged. And damaged children become damaged adults. And these are the damaged adults that we are pairing with people who they are normal. And you see me, my own prayer is there. Anybody who ain't nowhere, no go see my Pekin marry. You can say amen, you cannot say amen. Me, my own, cannot. Cannot, you cannot like my child. You cannot toast my child. You cannot, because if, you are, if I'm doing the work now, because me, I hate injustice. I cannot be doing my own work now, training my children, praying for them, doing everything on their head. I go pray, I go sow seed, I go warn them, I go spank them. Even as I'm crying, I'll be beating him and say, he's spending me more than spending you. I'm beating him. I'm doing everything to make sure my child's head is correct. Then you, your mother is allowing you to do whatever. Yeah, whatever, mom. Yeah, whatever, mom. Then you now come to my house and say, you like my child? You can't like my child. God cannot allow you to like my child. So the Bible here is telling us that Abraham took responsibility. And now, these days, we don't have men who will do this. But I pray that in this house today, after this message, this will be the testimony that God will have of you. That you will command your children. I like King James, King, only when I'm talking to men. He says he will command his children. I see a lot of, you see all this, don't tell your children no. Don't beat your children. Don't let children, don't let children cry. I remember when I had my first child, my mother-in-law told me, she said, I'm a nurse. If they open their lungs, leave and make it cry. <laughs> he said, life no be like that. Leave and, leave and. God, life, they, life hard though. May they cry, may they cry, may nurse it be. <laughs> and I found it amusing, but I saw, I, I, I know that there was a point she was trying to make. But that's the truth. Because if you don't have men who stand up and take their position, and this is not to say that men are not loving. Of course not. Of course not. In my house, Pasquale is the fun parent. Me, do your homework, have your bad, brush your teeth, and my own is always something. Pasquale is, let's go and play, let's go and go. Yeah, but there's a point where the man must stand up and take his place. The Bible tells us that we are kings and we are priests. And as fathers, today my job is to remind you what it means to be a king and what it means to be a priest. Because I see too many men walking about. Do you know I'm the head of this home? If you know what it means to be the head, you know go talk him. If you know what it means, you will not fight for that position. You will just be quiet. As they even tell you you are the head, you go, you are the dodge. Because to be the head, to be a king in your home, and to be a priest, means that you will provide, you will protect, and you will preside. Which means that you will provide for... It's because, we don't, it's because now we're in a democracy, kind of a democracy. Right? So we don't really understand what it means to have kingdoms. Well, the kingdom of God operates as a kingdom. Those days, if you have a king, if your king is good, you know that your nation is provided for. If you don't even have the king, you just go to war, carry this and come back so that we will enjoy. So as a king, you must provide for your home. As a, as a king, you must preside. You must make decisions. They can ask you a question. I don't, I don't know. Go and meet your mommy. Go and meet your mommy. Go and meet your So we don't know whether there are two women in the house. So the boy, your male child, is confused. Because if mommy is the one who makes all the decisions, then he wants to be a mommy. And I've been saying this thing for years. I've been saying this thing for years. When I started shouting about feminism in marriage, if you want to do feminism in your office, I don't have a problem. But you see this feminism in marriage, eh? The agenda, people don't even understand it. The agenda is Satan trying to confuse our children. Because if women are telling, we're telling ourselves we don't need men, 
We don't need men. You don't need a man. You don't need a man. In fact, I, was, I watched a video this week. I don't even know. I think it's Pastor Maka that sent Don't be sending me rubbish again. I watched a video this week. Then now you can have a child. It was, the video was titled, How to Have a Child Without a Man and Without a Doctor. So online, you just go online, order sperm. They will deliver it to your house. With all the implementation you used to put it inside your body. Then you put it inside your body. Then after a few weeks, you will now do tests. And then if you are pregnant, what exactly was him? So you see, Satan has an agenda. And this agenda didn't start today. That's why I'm shouting. It didn't start today. Go and read the Bible in the days of Moses. The Bible said there was a king that did not know Joseph. There was a pharaoh that did not know Joseph. So he came up with a crazy plan. That when you have girls, leave them. But when you have boys, throw them in denial. Let us kill the boys. And they were neutering the boy child. The girl child, the girl child. I was shouting it then, that time. If you train the girl child, leave the boy child. Who go marry him? When the girl child grows up, she will not be attracted to another girl like her. Because girls have it together. Let us train all children. All children are important. Whether boy child, girl child, they are both important. We shouting this thing since. So what do you know? Feminism. Feminism. If you don't know something, shut your dirty trap. They drag me, drag me for social media. Like seeing only they get the social media. You drag me, I drag you back. Call of us, they, they're free. Nobody pay. So you can't, you can't abuse me and be going, no, we are all, we are all here together. You can't abuse me. If you have an ideology, I didn't come to look for you. You came to my page to abuse me that I say feminism is bad. Look at what it is causing. This whole transgender thing, it started with these small, small things. Small, small things. And you are planning, I know you, I know your heart. I know you are planning to jackpot. You are the one that make Canada, uh, this thing to be falling now. The website has blocked. We can't get dates. You want to jackpot, but you don't want to train your children. I don't have a problem with you, but what you are taking your children to meet, are they ready for it? You condition your children here. The Bible tells us that Jochebed, in that same season, where they said, ah, they must kill all the boy child. She looked at her child. She said, this one. They can't kill this one. Her husband said, this one. They can't kill him. They can't kill this child. They hid a newborn baby for three months. If you've had a child, you know. You know that it's cry that your neighbor used to come to you and say, hey, you don't born. Because a newborn baby will cry. How were they able to hide that child? They hid that child till they could hide the child no more. But you know what they did? They now created a cover for that child, made a basket, and then now covered that basket with tar and pitch. Listen, they made sure that the world, even though they were going to send that child into the world, they were going to send that child into the Nile, the Nile could not enter that child. They had covered the child. Your own has just feel form. One day, your picking go go school as somewhere, go come back as Samuela. <laughs> just feeling form. You have not sat the child down. And I'm telling you, they understand what they are doing. This is an anti-Christ agenda. It is not an anti-humanity agenda. They know they carry and go to uh, Arab countries. They dare not. They dare not. It's only Christianity. We, you know, we have to walk in love. We have to be tolerant. We have to, love does not mean that we should not please God. Male and female created he them. Which one is, if you identify as a broccoli, you are not a broccoli. Mommy, I'm no longer a boy, I'm a broccoli. How? And we're okay, we're laughing. But the person we're playing with is not playing with us. You say, Satan, come, let's play. Satan is with you, but he's not playing with you. 
He's after your children. I've been shouting this thing for years. Satan is after your children. Fathers, where are you? You they also. You they pray. They make money. Satan will help you, self. He will even make you get the money, self. Faster. He will come out for road, save money. Leave him. May God they bless him. Just come out here for your children. Why? Because God is not. See, money is the easiest thing. In fact, there's a realm. Me, I don't spend money anymore. I spend relationships. There's a realm in God. Money is nothing. There's, there are things that money cannot do for you, but just knowing what God can do it. So you are chasing money. Satan is taking your children. What does God want from marriage? Godly seed. You see what Satan is doing? You see? Are you seeing? You think he's feminist? You just they speak English. They, they follow Ibo. You don't know what Ibo they do. He says they follow so that you'll be among. You are woke. You are woke with your eyes closed, sleeping tightly. You say you are woke. Fathers, where are you? Fathers, where are you? My prayer is that it's not that when it reaches your turn, you will drop the button. With the wrong thing, so everybody they run, they come. With the run, everybody they run. Then give you now, you drop them. But you they speed. The thing where they see me, you pass. You they speed, you don't give them. You don't drop button. You can confess if you're not holding that button. You are disqualified. You say if there was nothing to you in the first place. You know why? Because a lot of people, when, especially see single guys, eh? The time to prepare for marriage is when you're single. And it's not in toasting the girl. Is he asking yourself, you see? Let me explain it this way. Women complain about submission, but I tell them the key, you see, submission doesn't start with obey your husband. Submission starts with selection. Submission starts with selecting who you can submit to. Sele- if you select right, you will do it without thinking. Because you know that the choice you have made is good, so you're not even thinking about it. Pastor okay, and I were classmates in secondary school now. You're not supposed to talk to me, Seth. I suppose they push your head. Do you understand? As in just, do you understand what I'm saying? But because I know that I chose right, and the decisions he makes favors me and my children. The decision, do you understand what I'm saying? And he's taking care of us. If he takes, sir, not, if you sir, they come off of my mouth. You just call me, sir. <laughs> sir, do you need anything, sir? Sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. Sir. Oh, sir, 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 sir. He nearly no get name again. If you choose right, eh? If you choose right, submission will be easy. For fathering, eh? If you find purpose, being a father will be easy. You know why? Because you will know what you are doing and why you need your seed to get it so they can carry the legacy. Do you understand what I mean? So a lot of times, people just, you just give gebele. That's not fathering. It's intentional. Let me read to you. I, I want to show you some fathers that ah, I love in the Bible. Give me Judges 13. Sorry, I know I keep changing my message on you people. So I know you have scriptures. Just follow me. Let me show you. Let me show you some fathers that. Ah, there's one man in the Bible. Give me Judges 13. His name is Manoah. In fact, that scripture talks about Manoah's wife. But Manoah, if you look at that scripture well, gosh, give me Judges 13 for verse 1. I will read the story. It says, in fact, let me, maybe I should read from my own web. Okay, let me read it with you guys. It says, again, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines. Verse 2. You have to be fast. It says, now there was a certain man from Zorah of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and had no children. 
And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed, now you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Now, therefore, please do not be careful not to drink wine. Or so the angel said, telling her, can you jump to where um, she went to tell her? Wait, let me just, let me open it in my own Bible, sorry. Let me just read it from my own Bible, sorry. Okay, so it says, then she, so the angel told her all the things she should not do. Don't drink this, don't do this. The angel told her everything concerning the pregnancy so that you don't go miscarry. Hmm? So look at what happens in verse 8. So then, so she went to tell her husband that see what the angel, an angel appeared to her. She said, ah, see what the angel told me. Oh, how I shouldn't drink this, I shouldn't do this. I went to the child shook his hair. Verse 8 says, then Manoah prayed. Manoah prayed to the Lord and said, Oh my Lord, please let the man of God whom you sent come to us again and teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. And God listened to the voice of Manoah and the angel of God came to the woman again as she was sitting in the field. But Manoah, her husband, was not with her. Then the woman ran in haste and told her husband and said to him, Look, the man who came the other day has just now appeared to me. So Manoah arose and followed his wife. When he came to the man, he said, Are you the man who spoke to this woman? He said, I am. Manoah said, now let your words come to pass. What will be the boy's rule of life and his work? He said, Belen, I want him, but when this child is born, what is he supposed to do? If I know what he's supposed to do, then I will know how to train him. This Manoah was the one that raised Samson. Only says Samson, not a year old, but he tried. The Bible says he prayed. Meanwhile, there's another man, oh. Second Samuel 4. You know, there's one woman we all love in, in the body of Christ. You know her, Abby? The Shunammite woman. That woman that when a child died, they ask her, is everything where? She say, it is well. Uh-huh. Every Christian in Nigeria, it is well. But I don't even know the best way to confess. You see this woman? She didn't have a child. And Elijah, Elisha will pass every day. And she will give him food. The Bible says she was a notable woman. So obviously she was doing well. And then one day she went to her husband and told her husband, I perceive this man is a man of God. He said, let us build room for him. So that anytime he comes, he will just refresh himself and all that. They put bed, they put table and chair. The husband, whether the husband say yes, he said no, no concern her. She just told him for your information and continued her life. Built the room. The man of God entered there. Pull cloth, lie down and say, hey! If I be a man of God, it's I feel, I feel, I feel, the, I feel the anointing. I feel the anointing. Hey! He said, woman, what do you want me to do for you? The woman said, I don't want anything, no. I'm with my own people. I don't say, let me speak to the king. He said, nothing, I don't need anything. Gehazi, but may God send us some Gehazis. Gehazi say, forget this woman, no. She doesn't have a child. And her husband is old. Elijah said, by this time, next year true true by this time next year she had a child then the bible told us something when this child was born the child was in the field with his father which means that this child wouldn't born like papa in favor he was not in the kitchen cooking with his mother he was in the field with his father and the child said my head my head and his father said take him to his mother that boy stayed on his mother's lap till 12 noon and died. 
They gave you blessing. You cannot maintain it. Where are the fathers? Where are the fathers? Where are the... You know if we bring Bele, we go collect Bele, come give you now. You cannot hold the blessing. And we're all looking, we're all thinking that, oh, this man. But that's what's happening today. Our children are shouting, my head, my head. They're confusing them. You are a girl, you are a boy. You are a broccoli, you are a, 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 a carrot. You identify as fluidity. All kinds of nonsense. And let me tell you, you think it will not reach you. You are, you are feeling like Esther, that you are in the king's palace. You are in the house of God. It cannot come near us. We are a preserved generation. Let me tell you, anything that touches the U.S. will come to Nigeria because they're social media. Have you not noticed now that anybody who wants to crack joke on social media is, is dressed as a girl? Men, no funny again. You must wear gown. Rub lipstick. It's small, small. It's small, small. And whether you like it or not, we cannot protect our children from social media. They are born in this age. I'm not even of the school of thought that yeah, make sure they don't watch the phone. They go watch phone. They go use phone. They will use phone because you are busy. You are busy. You put them in front of YouTube. Is it a lie? Let's not lie to ourselves now. You will put them in front of YouTube. And even if you put them in front of YouTube and you say, watch, watch Coco Melon. As they're watching Coco Melon, pornography will pop up. Because you and YouTube do not have an agreement that they should help you train your children. You don't. So they are doing their agenda. Who is doing God's agenda? Fathers, where are you? I'm asking again, fathers, where are you? This man said, take him to his mother. If that man had put his hand on his son's head and had spoken life over that boy, I believe that boy wouldn't have died. He sent the boy back to his mother. And that's how this woman started journey again. As the boy died, she called out to her husband. Bring me horse, bring me chariot, let me go and see the man of God. The guy say, uh-uh, today na midweek service. I be today na Easter. Won't the man of God rest? Sir, are you with us at all? We say you're picking not die. You say, where are you? Do not trouble, do not trouble the man of God. The man of God is troubled. You don't already trouble down before I reach there. He, the man... You see, I'm sorry, you know when the anointing hits me, I was speaking pigeon like this. Eh? Some people will be offended. Don't be angry. Don't be angry. It's just, sometimes, he didn't, didn't really... And my father paid school fees, I went to Corona, I'm telling you. It's just that sometimes... Because I wanted to say the man... Okay, so, listen to this now. Because I won't say the man, this man, he didn't day. Can I say he didn't day in English? How, how will I say it? He's not among... Is it, is it not, he's not there. He's not involved. It's not available. It's unavailable. Wow. <laughs> it's unavailable. It's not the same thing as he didn't deal. The man did not deal. Because how can they tell you that your child is dead? Okay, we now want to find remedy. You say, do not trouble the man of God. What, what are we saying? What are you saying? And that's what a lot of fathers are doing today. Go and meet your mother. Go and meet your mother. Go and meet your mother. Children are dying. Boys are asking questions. Boys, young boys asking questions. You are sending them to their mother. It takes men to raise men. That's how that boy died. But thank God for mothers that bridged the gap. That's not God's original plan, but thank God for mothers that bridged the gap. I remember one when women worship that I did. Oh, by the way, this evening is when women worship on the mainland. You don't want to miss it. I remember 
one when women worship we did many years ago. At every women worship, God gives us a specific thing to pray about. And that year, God told us to pray for single mothers because obviously they were doing the job of two people. So we called out single moms to come out. I see married women, they bounce, they confront. I say, single mothers only, single mothers. <laughs> I shall pray. After I pray, one of them came to meet me outside. He said, it is I'm not going to marry. That's why I'm marrying a man. I beg I'll be single mother, honestly. What do you call a marriage where only the woman pays all the bills, cooks all the meals, takes care of the children? All you do is sex. Of course she's a single mother. She said, you know, ask me whether a girl's man now. But you say single mother, not let me be single mother now. She came out. I saw married women. Bounce. Not no people shame or then they come out. So I'm not saying if you are standing for somebody, please don't stand for something. <laughs> I shift. Shift for America, I stand for front. Made the anointing touch me. Women laboring. Where are the fathers? If your wife is paying all the bills and you think it's normal, it's not. It's not. God wants to bless you too. The God that is blessing her can bless you. But you see, you must start from somewhere. You see all those big, big dreams. You know those I'm planning to. All those I'm planning to people. See, see, listen, you don't know me. I'm, I'm telling you. I have a gift. See, make I, I go blow. I, wait, just be patient with me. She has been patient with you for 20 years. She don't pay second primary school school fees, pay secondary school, pay university. You are still planning to blow at 55, sir. Will God not judge you? I'm asking again, where are the fathers? God is asking you this morning, where are you? Manuel marched there. He said, tell us what this child, tell us how we should raise this child. What is his life work to be? Meaning he was involved. Maybe you are not even any of this kind of fathers. Maybe you are the one that you, can't, you don't want to be, you don't want to be involved in disciplining your children. You don't want them to see you as the bad one. Go to your mother, she will beat you. Go to your mother, she will spank you. Go to your mother. Don't mind your mother. I was in the hospital the other day. <laughs> I got there. One man and his wife came with their son. He, she had three daughters and then they, they, she had one boy. So I think it was a boy that was ill. So everybody came to the hospital. The woman looked exhausted. As the man came in, so she carried, I think they wanted to draw blood from the boy. So she gave the baby, she was carrying a baby that was nursing, gave the baby to the husband that the husband should hold. So she went inside with the boy. So I think they wanted to draw blood. And the boy was shouting. The man just came inside. Please, 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 leave. He doesn't want them to take the boy. Leave him. I sat there saying, see, it's not your business. It's not your business, Pastor M. It's not your business. It's not your business. Stand up, go face your front. When you finish, go to your house. It's not your brother. It's not your, she's not your sister. It's not your church member. Mind your business. Wait, I won't tell them. So if they're not drawing the blood, I won't know whether they're sick. Anything that will cause he say, and the way he was guarding that boy, you know the tribe is from. He was guarding that boy. <laughs> Selah. <laughs> this was the same thing that caused Eli to lead, lose the priesthood. Eli's generation was supposed to be a generation of priests. It was supposed to be passed down, handed down from Eli to his sons. And they had already started working in the church, oh. 
Only that they saw it as business, not as worship. So they will bring offering. They will say, what is this one? This offering, this, oh yeah, all the torn notes, put it in the offering basket. Give us the clean one. They put it here. Say, what is this? Which part of the, the uh, offering is this? The, see, this one has fat like this. Okay, put this one for us. Bring that one for God. They had no reverence for God. Under his nose, God said, me, I can never be stranded. You see, you'll be doing nonsense. God will be looking at you. And that's the problem. Oh. For me, I wish then at the days of thunder. Because when you, they do, when you they sit under, they do that, it's over. You go, no, say, hey, hey, you repent. <laughs> but now we don't sit under. We don't see anyone. So you, God could just say, keep you quiet. Do not mistake his kindness and his mercy for stupidity. God kept this guy quiet and brought Samuel. God went and got somebody pregnant. Brought the child and gave it to Eli and said, keep the child for, your, for the temple. I'm going to train him by myself. Your children will be taught of the Lord. As Eli could not train his children, God brought Samuel into the house. Be learning the work, be learning the work, I'll be doing the rest. And God had to make sure that the boy hears him, so he tested the boy. Samuel, 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 say, Eli, are you calling me? Eli said, I didn't call you, go and sleep. He went back. God said, ah, testing mic. Taiwo, Taiwo, check if the mic is working. Samuel, 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 say, sir, Eli, say, I didn't call you. Go back. God say, increase the buzz, increase the buzz. <laughs> Samuel, ah, Samuel went again, say, no, sir, you call me. Say, ah, is the voice of the Lord. Next time he calls you, say, speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. What he didn't tell his own sons. A lot of us have the habit of training other people, we're not training our own. You carry one billion house who for your house? Your children cannot do anything. How we touch you? Is there English of that one? <laughs> you shall be touched, infected. Hand go touch you. Because by the time Eli came to the realization, it was too late. God moved that thing to Samuel. And Samuel did such outstanding work for God. He was the one that anointed the first king. He was the one that anointed David of which Jesus came from. Why? And his words never fell to the ground. Why? Because Greek or training. So you think you are doing other people. You are doing yourself. Because if your children cannot hear, you can't do this. You can't do like this so, to your child. Yeah. You say, mommy, did something enter your eye? You do like this. Say, mommy, what's wrong with your neck? What's wrong with your neck? Begin with and they give signal. And you know that it is scriptural for you to be able to talk to your children with your eyes. God himself says, I will guide you with my eyes on the best part. If God can guide with eyes, why can't you guide your children with eyes? You do like this. They begin with say, mommy, what's wrong? What's wrong with your eyes? Then the one that is more a little bit sharp will say, oh, are you saying I should not collect the biscuit from auntie? Is it not over? It's over now. Interestingly, very few people hear my children talk outside. You know my children always come to whisper to me. Anywhere I am, they will come to my ear. I say, this one no reach for whisper. Now talk and make everybody hear. But you must be able to teach your children. You must be able to speak to your children. Fathers, where are you? 
David made the same mistake. Oh. As amazing as David was, David made the same mistake. Same mistake. I think it's 2 Samuel 13. I don't know if I have time to read it. I, my time is almost up. 2 Samuel 13. It tells, can you, can you put it up? Where Ab- Absalom, okay, I can tell you the story, Steph. That's it. Absalom, the son of David, had a lovely sister whose name was Tamar. And Amon, Amnon and the son, of David, the son of David loved her. So he had a sister. She was a fine girl. He loved her. But he knew that there was nothing he could do to her. First of all, she was a virgin. Secondly, she was a sister. So you know, you know he knew he couldn't force himself on her. However, he had one demonic cousin like this. Be careful who you are allowed to do sleepover in your house. Because when you both they do sleepover, no, no means say make we do sleepover. Do you know, it's not everything we learn on social media. Like, I'm not, uh, you know, a lot of times people say my own is too much, but let's be careful. <laughs> because it is even family members that do the most damage. The boy told him that how can you, the son of, do you know who you are? No, 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 no. Do you know who you are? Now you did sin like this because of girl. You can have any girl in this kingdom, including your sister. So this is what we're going to do. Tell your father you're not feeling well. You want someone to come and cook for you and it must be her. And if she feeds you, you will feel better. He took the plan. The girl came into his room. He raped her. She said, don't do this. When they look at me, I don't say the Bible. Fim, de, fim. If you read Bible, fim, fulam. Game of Thrones, nothing. <laughs> Game of Thrones has nothing on the If you read Bible, eh, you go fear. Immediately, he raped his sister. The brother of that one, because it was that sister, the brother of that one, uh, Amnon, came and said, has your brother raped you? She said, yes. He said, come, enter house. No talk, oh, just enter house. Do you know what he did? He planned party. Sent permission to father, please, I want to host my brother. Father said, okay. David knew what happened. David did not do anything. He loved Absalom. He didn't want, he, he didn't do anything, oh. He kept quiet. Let's just keep it hush-hush. Meanwhile, Amnon, they planned. They did party. He killed his brother and then planned how he was going to kill David, his father. So David was on the run for years, running from his child. Ah, now they watch Game of Thrones. Read Bible. Sweet. Hey, film. That's why they look film every day. I will now with my head. I say, eh, I fear these people. Oh. You won't kill your papa. You get mine, though. He was on the run. He was living in caves, running from his son. His house scattered. Because of that one thing. Somebody did something. You didn't caution him immediately and say, you've raped and marry her. Because the girl said, if you marry me, if you go to the king and marry me, it will be honorable. So the king could have said, you've raped your sister. She was a virgin. You must marry her. And everybody would have been okay. He didn't want trouble. He just said no. So all of you that you don't like confrontation, you don't want your child to cry. You don't want to see. If your child no cry, you go cry when he grow. <laughs> one person must cry. If they don't cry as children, you will cry when they're adults. Because you will say something, the one they will answer you. And greater works. You think your mouth is sharp now. I remember the day I almost, I was almost rude to my mother. It's almost too. Because you cannot be rude to me, she's there. Almost. She was telling me something. And I thought it in my mind, though. I didn't know that I've said it out. So she said, I should do something. So in my mind, I was like, hmm, don't jam rock. She said, what did I say? I said, me. Sincerely. I did not believe I said anything. I said, me. I didn't say anything. She said, kante sikwa. Ask anybody that understands my language. What that means. <laughs> because that day would have been the day they would have buried me. That day. That I said it. I did. 
person I'm telling you, I, I finished university. Do you understand? I finished university. They were about to come and marry me. So I, I just said in my mind that this woman don't jam rock. She said, what did you say? It's those kind of things that when we're small, when you say it, you say, say it in our language. You know, when you say it in English, it's okay. There are some things you say in your language, you know it's rude. And unfortunately, because our children don't speak our language, they all speak English, so they don't know when they are rude. Now, it's intelligent. The child is intelligent. It's not intelligence, it's bad character. We even put it now, we document it on social media. This child is so bold, this child is bold, blogs will carry. They say, ah, this child, then they start endorsing the child, giving the child money. Bad character. Fathers, where are you? Because mothers are spoiling our children. Where are you, fathers? Fathers, where are you? I'm asking you this morning because you can see clearly from the Bible that there are consequences to not raising your children well. Fathers, where are you? You are the only one we are depending on. How will you raise your children? Simple. Give me Proverbs 22, 6. I'll read you the three versions, then we'll stand up and pray. Because as a priest, remember you are a king, but you're also a priest. And as a priest, you are the spiritual cover over your home. As a priest, you are also the one who sets the spiritual tone, the spiritual atmosphere in your family. I can't count the number of times that women complain, I can't get my husband to pray. I'm wondering, it's not that you should get your husband to pray. It's your husband's tongues that should wake you in the morning. Men, let me tell you. Women, should I tell them? Hmm. You know this sending past okay, I don't know what to do. My wife doesn't sleep. My wife doesn't sleep. I'll tell you the solution. As she they sleep, eh? Just they pray in tongues for her ears, small, small. Unless it be romantic tongues. Lord bless her. Bless her. Oh, I will drink waters from her own well. I will be satisfied by her always. I will be enraptured by her. Now she go talk, oh you. When I leave my husband's phone, Pastor K, I need you to talk. Pastor K, I need you to talk. Pastor K, pray in tongues. In her ear. As she's sleeping, just cordula. Just be praying in tongues or sing worship. But if your voice is not sweet, don't try more. <laughs> just try a bit. It's only God that accepts uh, any make a joyful noise. Women, we don't want that one. You don't come to make noise for my ear. <coughs> Jesus, I enthrall you. <laughs> she go, she go stand up for you. <laughs> Praise God. In the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. You come to a church, you laugh, you relax, you enjoy yourself. No, busy every time tight your chest like that you keep Jesus. Relax, you're okay. Proverbs 22 verse 6. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Give it to me in Amplified Classic. Amplified Classic. Amplified Classic, so we can round up. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. In keeping with his individual gift or bent. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Quickly give me Amplified. There's a way God created each child. And you know how you will know? You have to pray to download it. That's why Manoah went to pray. See Amplified. Amplified says, train up in the child the way he should go. Teaching him to seek God's wisdom and will for his abilities and his talents. Even when he's old, he will not depart from it. Because it's in line with what your child's already passionate about. You will not be struggling. If your child, if your child can't, you know some people, they force their children to sing when they cannot sing. He's, 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 he's in, in line with his abilities and talents. You say, God told me you are a worshiper. Oh God, you don't really hear God. Though. You don't really hear God. You just that you like Mesichimo. So you want your child. Say, if they invite you, they go give you plenty money. 
<laughs> okay. For his abilities and talents. Train up a child in the way he should go. Not the way you think they should go. Not the way you wanted to go, you could not go. You now want to now go through them. Train up a child in the way he should go. In keeping with his own abilities. His own abilities, not your own. Give me the passion translation, then we'll pray. He says, dedicate your children to God. You see that thing we do? A lot of words have been messed up in the body of Christ. So when people say things, for instance, people say, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord, you renew your strength. People assume that waiting on the Lord is now fasting. If I, let me rephrase that. They think waiting on the Lord is now starvation. Because that thing when I did not be fasting, you know, say the truth. You keep your breakfast, lunch, and dinner to eat it at 6 p.m. Is that one fasting? And you go to pass near kitchen. You just say, pam, pam, pam. You go just go there. Makaya, kakakaya, kakaka. My food did that over now. I go break by six. Makakakaka, makaya, kakaya, kakakaka. You know, come up from near kitchen again. Only that place is presence of God day. They pass up and down. So people, are, people now mistake that word wait on the... That word actually, is to, it actually means to wait in hopeful expectation. Like how you go to a restaurant and a waiter stands by. you a waiter waits. What's he waiting for? To get instruction from you so he can serve you. That's what it means to wait on the Lord. So the same thing, when we say dedicate your children, they will come on Sunday. After three months, bring the child here. Immediately we lay hands on the child. You carry the child back, literally. Carry that child back, they go. What that means is that any nonsense where then they do, if then they do tattoo. I, I saw one child. Ah, I feel it's unfair for you not to allow. That's why I say train up a child the way you should go, not the way you want to. The tattoo on that child. Piercings, a boy. They come packing here. When I saw his mom, I understood why though. Because that's exactly how she is. And maybe it's fine for her. But you didn't give this child a chance to decide whether he wants it. You do dreadlocks for the child. You tattoo him body with three piercings. A small boy. Pastor M, it's not your child. It's not your sister. It's not your brother. Mind your business. That's why I come off of there. I have to be talking myself down. I wanted to ask her, is it good? Dedicate your child. It's like Hannah. Hannah brought the child. He said, I will give you this boy and he will be yours all the days of his life. When you dedicate something, it means you keep it aside for special use. He says, dedicate your children to God. And point them in the way that they should go. And the values they've learned from who? The values they learn from you. Not the values they learn from children's church. The values they learn from you. You. The values they learn from you. Not the one they learn on the road. It will be with them for life. There are things that till today I do. I know it's my father. There are things I do till tomorrow. Sometimes when I open my mouth, it's my mother that comes out. I would just say, ah, what, how, when did this happen? I, it's things I learned from them. Ah, mommy, everybody's doing that. You, everybody. She, she had an answer for everything. Mommy, why can't I? If she don't get an answer, she would say, because I said so. And that was enough at that time. Now, because I said so, I say, so mommy, because you said it. Don't, okay, me, I want to say my own too now. <laughs> Go collect, Abby. <laughs> Me sometimes I sometimes I just feel like sometimes I just beat them down. I'm sorry. But they go offend. I know they go offend. I would just say, come, David, come, come, I want to smack you. You say, Mommy, I say, come. I know say you go offend. I'll smack I'll beat you down first. Just hold it where we need it. He says the values they learn from you will be with them for life. So this morning we're going to pray for ourselves. 
We're going to pray for ourselves for wisdom to parent right. This next generation is in our hands. Oh. The only prayer I want you to pray today is, Lord, now that the button has reached my hand, let me not drop it. It's your turn. It's your turn. Fathers, we, fathers, are you in the house this morning? In fact, fathers, please, can you rise to your feet again? Don't be angry. You guys are going to take the lead. You are kings and you are priests. You're going to take the lead. Every time women complain about praying, praying for them. When they say pray, pray, it's women that pray. Women are praying for their husband. There's a book I wrote, praying for your husband. I put prayers points there. There's a pastor there's a, I wrote, the praying for your wife. I don't reprint my own almost 10 times. Pastor Kenna won't see the first copy. Because men don't, men won't buy it to pray for their wives. How do they pray for their wives? When they, you know their solution, they'll marry somebody who's praying for them. May nobody replace you at the feet of Jesus. May you, may you keep find your space there. You cannot delegate a relationship with Jesus. So you're going to pray. Women, we've been praying all year for them, Abby. Married women prayed for husbands. Single women that have not even seen the husband, they've prayed down. So t- today, men, we've honored you, we've clapped for you, we've prayed for you. Now, now, go pray for us now. So ladies, you will balance. Do you understand? And you're going to pray that God will give you as a man the wisdom. You'll be led by a man. Pastor Chike, ah, come and con- collect your... Come and stand here. You will pray for us today. Me, I go cross like there. You will pray. Ladies, choir ladies, sit down safe. Ah, there are men there. There are fathers. They will all, in fact, all men, as far as you're a man, please just stand up. This one is not only fathers. As far as you're a man, stand up. You will pray today. You will pray for wisdom to be the king and the priest that God has called you to do, to be. You will not miss it in these end times. You will be a man after God's heart. This book, <laughs> I, I, I'm always laughing. Because men don't pray. I see women. There's a, there's a wisdom to this, oh. Because the prayer inside is for you, oh. And there's no law that says that it is the prayer. It is the, it's not the person that prays. It's the person that answers that matters. So if they're not praying for you, buy it and pray for yourself. Because you both praying for husband, and you're praying for husband, praying for husband. Who's praying for you? Carry on. Buy it for yourself. And if your husband has bought and he puts it under many books on the floor, just bring that dust, he puts it under your own pillow and be praying for yourself. But today you pray for I will lead by example as men. Because you are kings. Are there kings in the house? Are there kings in the house? The rich prayer now, and I know loud again. Are there kings in the house? Are there priests in the house? So we will pray for us, and you will pray for wisdom. If you are mind, you pray for your wife. If you are mind, you pray for your children. If you are not mind, just be praying. Pray into the atmosphere. Prayers, she words are spirits. Words are spirits. Jesus said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. That word will go into the future and wait for your wife. When your wife comes, you will just pour over her. Like it's been waiting. Because when the clouds are full, it must bring forth rain. So you're going to pray this morning. Makaya lekadusha. I know that your faith is pumped up now. I know your faith is pumped up.